Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? The goal of the truth. I hate that part. I love that shirt. I Welcome love that in part. the new cruiserweight. No, that's right. That's so random. Welcome in. It is episode number negative four hundred seventy. You think he's really two hundred five? Uh, no. no. I don't know. Is there some like gold weight that you can say he's less than two hundred five bars of gold or something I mean, like that? That would be really great if there was. But I don't. That would be amazing. There's no chance that's a thing. This is a goofy thing they did this week. That's all that well, is. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I didn't watch. Did you watch 205 Live? I, I didn't, but I saw he was on it. Yeah, he was. Oh, damn it. I didn't see him do that. See yeah. that. Yeah. He was in a match. Holy hell. Holy hell. Whatever. I'm all for it. Me too. All right. Uh, I'm Glenn Clark. He is uh, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, he is... The main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. See, when we're all in studio together, I can watch to see when you're going to. Yeah. I don't have to, 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 to do shoot. Do the bit. Correct. I don't have to do that. Uh, and we are uh, happy to all be uh, together one more time before uh, AJ leaves us. And will will this be uh, the last time we're together till Mania? Possibly. Well, uh, let's get out all the things that we've been wanting to say about each other. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I mean, uh, we, we say that every week. Oh, right. So that's that, right. That's no different than any other so, time. Yeah. That's no different than any other so time. So that's just like episode 1364. <laughs> uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, we got a couple of guests this week, um, a returnee to the program. Uh, the great Shane Strickland is going to join us as he will be part of Defy's uh, year anniversary show coming up in February out in Seattle. Which is funny. I think the first time we had him on was right before the first Defy, Defy show. show. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, he's been a mainstay for them and uh, a big part of their success. And obviously, Shane Strickland is just killing it in general. You see him on Lucha. I mean, he's just, dude, he's, he's going to be a massive star. So always happy to have Shane on the program. Um, and then this one's really interesting as uh, a, a legacy wrestler made his debut uh, this past weekend. And what's, what's he going by again, Aaron? I believe, don't don't quote me on this, right. I believe it's it's Flying Brian Jr. So this is Brian Pillman Jr., the son, of course, of the late Brian Pillman, who sadly was murdered by Steve Austin uh, some yep. 20 years ago. Not, not actually true, but uh, we're going to roll with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Brian Pillman's son made his pro wrestling debut this weekend, and so we'll talk to him about, like, I... You know, it's fascinating because I like you would say he grew up in the business, but he, he kind of didn't. Yeah, um, unfortunately. How old is he now? Mid twenties. So I mean, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, was very young he was when very his, young his, his father passed his dad, away. Before his, he saw his, he probably then that's the good thing about the network. Right, right, yeah, sure. He's probably seen every match his dad's ever done. Uh, but we'll talk to him about that and making his own debut and and, and who he's going to try to be uh, as a professional wrestler himself. So we'll do both of those things. 
a little bit later on in the program. Um, let's uh, kick things off. Uh, first of all, appreciate everybody checked out the Jobbies episode yeah. uh, last week. We had a lot yeah, of fun yeah. with that. Um, not as much contentious debate, although you missed the entire first first segment. Oh my god, the first <laughs> that, that was, was great. Oh, I wish very, you guys would have seen the greatest very... botch of all time. <laughs> yep, it's too bad the you guys will never botch know. in the history of botches. You guys will never know exactly uh. what happened last week. As uh, I as I've always said, <laughs> the year before Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, absolutely <laughs> the, the single year. best feud of the year, which led to no the festival other. of friendship. That's exactly the way that it went. <laughs> exactly how it occurred. Don't know how you guys missed that. Honestly, it's, it's a failure <sighs> on your part. Um, but we had a lot of fun, and uh, now uh, into 2018, and I think we're going to start with SmackDown because I think there was more tangible news. On SmackDown this week, namely we have a main event for Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, interesting. I, like I don't think Triple H was kidding. Remember when Triple H uh, talked about the the brand split and he said, "Look, we just have so much talent yeah. with NXT that like we have to do this. This is the way it goes." Well, there's so much talent that you're getting to the Royal Rumble and they've got to have three guys in, in both championship matches, and they still have 30 more guys of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, that's sort of how crazy yeah. Um, yeah, things have become with the level of talent they have, but. Uh, we'll have another triple threat, and and this one very well, no, not a triple, triple threat. threat. Well, that's right. It's a handicap match. It's a handicap. That's right. It's a handicap. So so the next few weeks we'll be hashing out the rules. And then right. You have like the who wins the title if they win? They should both be the champion. I have no problem. Free with bird rule. I'm so in favor of free that. bird rule. I, it, I, I have absolutely no issues with that. I'd, That'd be wonderful. I love that. I love that. My my hundreds going. You know that's going to become part of the matches. You know whoever gets the pin gets the title. So you yeah. have them pulling each other off. Right. You know, right. Or or you have the tease. Will they work together Correct. or not? Yes. Um, I'm on board. I, it, it's a very logical championship match. Um, I I still don't know where we're going with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. And this was the first time Daniel Bryan really felt like. They were pushing him towards heel, like you I know, we, think we had they were pushing him towards the, the, heel. The at way all. the way he made the announcement, where he was like, yeah, he "That's just... a great idea. It's going to be a handicap match. Everybody celebrate the, fa- you know, yes, yes, yes. It's a handicap match." That felt a little. I don't heelish. think if they're it pushing did, him did, towards heel, they to then have too. him do the yes chant afterwards. I don't but, think no, that's. But that they that do. felt like it. It harkened back to the original yes chant, the "I'm going to be obnoxious" yeah. chant along with me. That was the first time because, like I said, Shane's very clearly been the heel in this. In my mind, this is the first time that I felt that the way Daniel Bryan handled that yeah. felt a little bit. I mean, heel-ish. he made the world heavyweight championship match a, a handicap, handicap match. match. I understand that. Like, I it's get a it. heel move, dude. But I think that had way more to do with Shane McMahon than it had to do with AJ Styles. Well, AJ Styles was the one who first said it, and Daniel Bryan jumped on it. But it was it was the way he said it more than what he said specifically. Well, I think that this is a unique. The issue is Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. I right. think that's the issue, and I think they've got to clarify who it is. I, I, I still don't know where we're going here, and that's the the problem that I keep coming out of this, which is I'm for it, but I'm for it if it's Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. If it's not. I'm just not going to be in favor of it. It's not right. going to work. If what ends up happening is they they somewhere like split it off and Sami Zayn wrestles on Daniel Bryan's behalf against Shane McMahon or at John WrestleMania, Cena, something like that. Yeah. It's just that doesn't do it for me. Right. It's not going to oh, work. Oh, I agree. Um, so I, I keep coming back to that. This is very logical, and presumably you're still- granted. Last year, both the Yukok suckers complained about 
Uh, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, and it was one of the best matches of the night. It was good, but I still want more for AJ Styles. I mean, like, I, it can be a great match, and I can still it it's, can be it's, both. It's things. about the fact that they're basically teasing that Daniel Bryan's returning, and if it's anything but Daniel Bryan returning. Uh, by the way, do you do I not think that Sami Zayn could do something great with Shane McMahon? Of course, I think Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn's great. Like, of course, I think he could do he something. He is in wonderful. fact great, but that doesn't mean that that's what I want, and it doesn't mean that that's the logical conclusion of everything that they've been doing for the last three months already and at that point five months like you're still going to leave you with this sort of bad taste in your mouth of okay well that doesn't really wrap anything up like that doesn't i'm not i'm not satisfied with this whole thing because Sami Zayn and shane mcmahon had a match at wrestlemania and i, I don't know that's where they're going but I, I i don't know i i think one i'm i'm interested in seeing what they're going to do i assume that aj styles keeps the belt because they want to fracture kevin owens and Sami Zayn, and that leads the two of them unless they're both the champions which again, I'm not. I'm wholly in favor of, but I feel like we still want it to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Mania, right? No, I want them. To, I've always wanted them to stay together past Mania. I think it would be. I mean, it, yeah, it, I would like for them to stay together past Mania, but I think Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at Mania for the WWE title would be an amazing match. Oh, of course it would be. I'm, I'm, I'm like absolutely that, not like, complaining like it about might, that it one. Might, it could be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, like, here in the studio, in front yeah, of the true. three of us, true. would be an amazing match. True. I just, um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking to the Rumble, and actually the thing that I could see is uh, Owens winning, and then, like I said, either last week or the week before, the, Owens Cena makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right, and that that answers your problem of having to get John Cena another title so right. that he can break the record at WrestleMania. Because I've, I've, I've always felt that you know, that then completely gets us away from AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, unless they just want to do that for funsies. I, I just, I, I can't. I mean, I don't care. If they do it for funsies, I'm okay with it too, but I'd prefer if it was for the title. And, and I would too. I just don't, I just don't see Vince going for it. Just from what we know of Vince, you know, he got away from Owens Jericho. Because well, he I mean, didn't feel like that was a, a high-profile enough title match. Well, the question becomes, do you have enough high-profile matches that you don't have to have a... a and Look, if John Cena's involved... I was going to say, yes, yeah, right, Cena correct. involved in the title matches. But that's, the, on, that's the only one, right? Like, any of these other scenarios... Which is why I think Cena's winning the Rumble. I hope not. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, still, I still just can't fathom. I cannot fathom Philadelphia if John Cena... Like, everything... You did to try to make John Cena likable again, right? Which again did not. Which is just put him against Roman Reigns, essentially. I mean, essentially, it's well in that the U.S. Open Challenge. The U.S. Open Challenge was very well received. True. Um, that was also two and a half years ago. Correct. Well, but he's been riding that for yeah. a while, you know. <laughs> oh well, yes. I mean, like they that Has got he? that started that started the trend. People towards... booed the shit out of him until he started feuding with Roman. And by the way, they well, did. Miz and he got... the, his reaction on when he returned on Christmas wasn't. Great. No. no, it wasn't. I, it it felt like a guy that people had forgotten that they actually started to like again. Like it felt like, oh right, yeah, no, you're John Cena. Go after yourself. That was also Chicago. It was fair. also Chicago. That is a good point. That is a very good point. Um, look, I I don't know, man. Like I'm, I don't. It, there is no. I want. I think I want Kevin Owens to face Sami Zayn at WrestleMania because I don't really need another Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match in the middle of the summer. I've gone. I've done those. You know what I mean? Like. If you're going to do this and ultimately lead to a split between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, what we keep saying is it was okay to do it again because you're doing it at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right? Like, that that's the timing is so important here. Yeah, to me, I just feel like, again, you know, you pulled the trigger on, on this heel turn. I don't want it to be a doing it for three months and ultimately, fair, you know, basically you're doing it for the sake of having one match. And this, as I said right at the beginning, if you're going to turn Sami Zayn for the first time in his career, roll with it. 
see where see where you can go with well, it. Don't do it as just a okay. This is going to be a stop gap. He's only really going to be a heel for two months and just to set. Is up Is there one some match. world where he could come out of the Kevin Owens match as the heel and Kevin Owens could come out as a face? Yes, it's tricky. It's true. Owens is such a natural heel, and he's you. such a natural face. I'm not saying you can't do it. It would be really, really tricky to get it done. All right. I mean, that's, I, I, it'd be one way to go about handling that. Um, I, again, all of this is very confusing. For now, this works. For now, it works, and it gives you a level of, oh, this will be fun, right? Like, this will yeah. be, be fun. But it's still a convoluted picture of how you're getting to WrestleMania from this group. Especially because you think, you know, that match, as much as, you know, you, put, you put those three the guys. The thing, thing about that is that makes the Royal Rumble more important. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm, look, I'm not, I don't know. No, that's what I'm thing. saying. That's, yeah. what, that's a good thing because it yeah. makes the Rumble matter. Right. And he, there's so many scenarios. Again, we all, we all fear that the answer is going to be John Cena. But there's so many scenarios. There's also still the answer where they just say, oh, hell with it, Randy Orton, because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention around here, but we just put Randy Orton in a match. That's or the way that we handle it. Screw you, Roman Reigns. I mean, it's a thousand percent something they could end up doing and just dealing with the consequences after that happens. I don't know. Um, I, I, right As of right now, I... I'm. I guess I'm going to be disappointed if it's not Nakamura because I've I've built it up so much that it was going to be Nakamura that was yeah. going to win the Rumble and that it was going to help wash it, the taste out of SummerSlam. It should be Nakamura. It absolutely should be Nakamura. That's the most logical thing for so many reasons. It would finally be using the Rumble for, in my opinion, what it should be used right, for. Is, a star. Yes, taking that guy from the you know the upper mid card, the the kind of fringe of the main event, and be no, this guy is the star. That's what the Rumble should be used for. It generally isn't, and I understand why you're putting them in the main event of WrestleMania. Well, and they might argue that they've used that they they got away from doing that because they created Money in the Bank. They didn't have to do right. that any longer. And, and, with the and, Rumble, and they, there's an there's also the argument that yeah, but are you going to take a risk on WrestleMania on a guy you're not absolutely sure can be that star that you're trying to create into a star? My argument is that you know Nakamura just needs that push, and he can be that. Well, I mean, star. I think Nakamura is yeah. an international star. Exactly. That that would be my argument. So that would be frustrating to not see it on Nakamura, but I just I'll believe it when I see it. I no, I hear exactly what you're saying. It's that typically they go back to the familiar. Yeah, this works, so let's just keep going back to it. How I, trippy would it be if Bray Wyatt won this year? Uh, <laughs> just out of nowhere. I, I mean, uh, it's not like he's not a certified. I mean, he's been right. A he's a champion. champion. He, he was in a championship match at WrestleMania, WrestleMania a year ago. He's been one of the top earners for the past uh, what five years. I hear you. I just. I think that at this point that would be disappointing. I think that would be disappointing. Disappointing for Bray Wyatt, but just just because of how he's been used the past six months, you're basically, you know, I, I'm almost contradicting myself right here. I think that you want to use it to elevate a guy, but you can't have it be an out of nowhere thing. You have to have him. Well, have, but AJ's point is that it's not really out of nowhere. Out of, well, it's out of nowhere in over the past six. I mean, they've done nothing with him for the past six months other than have him. Well, he's been pretty. I mean, this is pretty focal what they're doing right now with him, and Matt. Hardy. Well, yes, but it's about Matt Hardy more than him. And but also he his feud with Finn was big. Also, his feud with Randy Orton at, coming out of WrestleMania was big. His feud was, was it or did was it, weren't we coming out of WrestleMania kind of complaining the fact that we had to do another match with this guys? We were a lot of people were. People we, were not really receptive we, to Bray Wyatt coming out of WrestleMania. You speak French? We Bro, you're not trying to pretend like WrestleMania was okay. What do you mean? The mess that was a mess. What they tried to do there. Yeah, it was that it was, was, it was different. It was not like different doesn't mean terrible. It was just something In this that, case it was pretty bad. Bro. You're right. Different does not mean terrible. And I didn't think the other thing they did. The, what did they even call that other? The Braves House of House of Horrors. Was it House of Horrors. It was. Yeah. I didn't think that was terrible. I thought that was different. But I, I don't think it got a big reaction. 
No, I don't think it was particularly well received. But I thought the WrestleMania thing was the moment where people are like, okay, no, we're done. Well, even before that, the, those some of those really weird, you know, kind of. Oh yeah, the, yeah. yeah it, it was messy. It was messy. It wasn't well received. I don't think Bray has been well received since. Here's, here's the argument. Last January. Here's the argument for how you could do it. You could do it because what you could essentially do is say, we're not going to do a Bray. We're not going to do a Bray Matt Hardy match now. Um, which, by the way, you don't really need to do a Bray Matt Hardy match right now because no. you have a Royal Rumble. Um, Bray wins the Royal Rumble. And Matt Hardy wins a match to become number one contender at the pay per view in between the two, and you finally get Bray Matt Hardy at WrestleMania for the title. Um, that makes way more sense. There have been people that have suggested Matt Hardy versus Brock Lesnar, which I, I thought was crazy. What? Yeah, I mean, Sean Creedle sat here and suggested it when yeah. we did the. You know, like um, I thought that was nuts. But Bray Wyatt, given what you've done. Right. Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy for a title at WrestleMania would probably go over pretty well. Oh, it would definitely go over well, but it goes back to my problem that I don't think Vince would see that as a big enough title match to... The word is that Vince really loves Broken Matt Hardy. See, I I think that he loves his laugh, the the weirdness. I think he likes it. I I think he loves it. I don't think he loves it enough to put the title on him. That Ah. that just... It's it's a hunch. I I have nothing to bet. He loved him enough to sign him to... A contract from TNA after being well, sure. old as fuck. Yes, and gone. For I'm not a saying decade. he hates Matt Hardy. I'm just saying he I, doesn't know, see Matt Hardy. The more Hardy I, think about, the I don't think this champion. is again. There's so much here. There might be some world where he just says no. Our championship match is going to involve Brock Lesnar because he's Brock Lesnar, right? Mm, there and it this is. is WrestleMania. Yes. So I, all of your other arguments are null and void. We're doing a championship match with Brock. And by Lesnar. the way, when I said Bray Wyatt, I didn't mean specifically him. I just meant a random person who's had a career that it would make sense if they won and like what they've done in their career thus far. I, like, think, if it, I think if you're like looking Dolph Ziggler. Right. Or or the argument like for that Kofi might be Kingston. Or it might be Finn. Well Finn would be the argument. Finn that would be the argument. Yeah. The argument would be Finn. That if it's not Shinsuke Nakamura and you want to do this type of thing, I think Finn would be the argument. That you would say, hey, look, this is a guy. And we've talked about the idea of Finn versus Brock Lesnar. It's David versus Goliath. It's mm-hmm. the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar thing. The Beast that we versus have talked the Demon. About. There's there is that is a marketable match. Yes, I don't yes. think it's as good as Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar because again, Daniel Bryan was super white hot, was unthinkably hot at that point. Yeah. You can't compare Finn Balor today to what Daniel. But Bryan Finn Balor's was in the club again, and Finn Balor's oh. likable. I mean, there's there's he's likable he's in the club. He's in the club. There's yep. that. There's a lot going there. Um, I I don't know that it's impossible that you could make Finn Balor Brock Lesnar. You're and I, we're getting over to Raw. I think this. I, I don't know what happened here. We, we start talking about Whatever, the rumble. We're talking. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think it's that's kind of what happens when we approach yeah, a I don't know what like we're doing. the rumble. Um, I don't know that it's impossible that you could do that. And I think, in fact, there would be an argument if, if you're looking at what is ahead of you and what makes the most sense. If it's not just going to be as we've discussed, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, yeah. with a possible side of Braun. Right with Braun, and by the way, it could just be Brock Braun, right? Like, you're right. I, yeah. And by the way, I think that if it's not, if you ask me to rank. And say, hey, we're not doing Brock Roman. That's off the table. What should it be? I think the obvious answer would become, well, Brock Braun is what it should be. You you somehow have Braun kind of get screwed by Kane in the Royal Rumble match. Keep Braun in the picture. Have him be the guy that deserves a one another one-on-one shot against Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania. And that be his moment to win the title. Maybe he um, wins the Rumble. Yeah, he he gets angry I mean, that he could gets also screwed do that, over. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. could, you could do it that way, but I don't know that you have to have him win the rumble. You, you don't. In order to, you don't have to. But I almost I, if say, if Braun's going to win the rumble, I would prefer him come out at thirty and just 
mow yes. everyone. Oh, that's yeah, exactly what that's exactly what I'm talking about. All of them out, right? <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. just eliminates, just enraged. You, you see him. I, I mean, everyone. honestly, what I would do is, you know, I have that match be like the last match before the rumble. I say like early in it where you have you know some of the feeder guys you cut to the backstage where yeah, Braun's like beating. breaking stuff and right. he's throwing stuff around and then he comes out at the end or he beats someone else up who is or about to take a take spot, a spot. In the rumble and he takes right. that spot right you yeah know, like whoever it is starts walking out drew gulak starts walking out to the ring and is pimping and something along those lines and yeah. Braun just comes out and levels and yes. that would be a great way to go about doing it yes i would have if, again, if we're taking Brock Roman off the table, and I'm not telling you that my preference is Brock Roman, I just always assume Brock. Roman. Yeah. But if we're taking Brock Roman off the table, I think I would go Brock Braun one, and then Brock Finn two. I mean, I, yeah. I think that would be the next most logical. I don't think I I'm looking for a Brock Joe match. I just don't. You know, I'm not saying it would be bad. Of course, it would yeah. be fine. But I just don't know that there's anything logical that says to me that's something that we need. And again, I don't know who the face is in that situation. I don't know what you're doing with that. Um, Going back to spec- SmackDown really quick. Yeah. Oh, how, yeah. That's how we started. How about that false finish in the tag match? Oh, you want to just completely abandon this conversation yes. and go back? All right. Fair okay. Enough. Well, we'll, that's we'll, what we'll do. We'll get back we'll get to a little bit of rumble on this. Uh, I uh, hate AJ it. has now become the show's facilitator. There we go. <laughs> that's what we call him. Uh, I he hate is it. our John Stockton. I thought, like that you wore those short uh, shorts, though, by the way, this week to be our John Stockton. I appreciate it. Oh, that. yeah. That, yeah. Was really, that was really good. A L- little too tight, though. Little yeah, too right? tight. So I don't, I don't little, know about that one. When, when you got this much in there, it's, yeah. hard to, it's yeah. always hard. Everything's tight, is what yeah. you're saying? All right. Um, but yeah, the, your ta- the tag title match, it, it just opens up too many questions as to okay, you used replay here. Why do you not use replay for every questionable finish if you can use that in that way? Um, Ref's decision. But then why why is this more important than when someone wins with a low blow in a title match? Like we've Ooh, seen that over refs decision. Okay, but then the refs have to say, "Okay, I decide to use it here, but it wasn't important to, it wasn't no, important it wasn't enough that there. It wasn't important enough it's just this time they used the replay cuz he saw the replay. He can Be, just say, well, but but the second ref everything. came out. Why doesn't the second ref come out all the time? Because they're busy back there building things and holding people back from fights. Mm, there's a lot of that. <laughs> and helping them when they get jumped there's, and taken to a the, lot of that the medical on. people. He's got a but it was, just, it was just casual this time. Nothing was really going on or anything. Yeah, so they got a chance to actually right. watch the you match. You can have the rest of my fries. Oh, yeah. No, I need to be excited about that. AJ told us he wasn't hungry today. <laughs> All I had was fries. So he ordered a thing of fries, and then I could just tell that he needed more fries. Yep. Um, so... I, I hear you, and I feel like this would be the type of thing that would bother me more. I don't know why it doesn't. I could, I think this could be some level of, this is a tag championship match. You could argue that the gravitas of the situation, um, it requires more of a um, consideration for that moment. Why is it that you're only allowed to review in, like, a, was it in the NBA? Within the final two minutes yeah, or something whatever. Something like yeah. that, right? Like, it, it's... Okay, fine, but then the next time when why that, no, no, when, what, what when, they, they when Xavier final, in the NBA they do a final two minute when, when Xavier when Xavier Woods hits do somebody with a trombone and they win that way in a tag title match why isn't well, that it's fair it's fair and I, I I hear you I think I'm a little bit more willing to give this this is professional wrestling we're gonna have to let this one be you know what I mean but in general I don't know that I I don't know that I loved it as much as I would have preferred. I think there are ways to do it without bringing in the second ref, bringing in the replay, bringing in everything. You know, the ref just realizes, oh, God. I also, But I also think it's a very different situation that it was not the legal man. You know what I mean? I right. think it's a very different circumstance than, than Xavier Woods hitting somebody with a trombone. Yeah. Like, that what actually happened didn't happen. 
You know what I mean? Like that. Th this was not the match didn't end. This is not you can't have a tag match end that way with two non-legal men being involved in the pin. And I think if we look back over it, anytime they've done something that involved a non-legal person being involved in the pin in a tag match, they have corrected it. I not immediate. I mean, there's definitely been times where that's happened, and then the next week they've said, "Hey." Yeah, maybe not exactly the same way, but I don't think they've ever allowed a non-legal... No, I mean, they, they, but that's the thing. If The way they did this time was, I feel, a little bit different. When you're bringing... Legitimately, as far as I know, this is the first time they've gone to replay. Like, they, they, they very made it clear. Okay, let's look up on the board, see what happened here. Oh, it's replay. I see it. Okay, I'm getting it now. All right, I think I'm just going to decide that you're a dick. I think yeah. I just decided okay. that's what this is. Fair I think enough. Yeah. The more I, that I, here's, here's, here's the one way I'll accept it. Is if you uh, start having guys have managers and throw red flags, and you can go well, to replay. I, I think that's an awesome. I, idea. I think that I would love it. That I'd would be that. awesome. That would be a tin. I love that idea. I think that would be tremendous. Yes. The other um, big news we have the rest of the tournament for the United States Championship. Um, by the way, the tag picture on, on SmackDown is crazy. It really is it's amazing. Crazy. It's yes. just unbelievable how. And and like the only part that frustrates you is that like the 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 Fashion Police and the Ascension are great. I hate the idea of them getting buried and getting lost in the shuffle. I hate that because yeah. they're so great. Um, but there is so much going on there that it is it is almost impossible. The to Bludgeon keep Brothers, the Usos, you got the, the Bludgeon Brothers need to start hitting someone with the hammers. They need to stop bringing those things out because I don't know why they're I, carrying it I around. I think uh, they have to figure out a way to get one of the tag teams over to, to Raw. I think they have to figure something yeah. out. Well, we do have the shakeup in a couple I, months. I don't know months. that they can wait. I mean, there is so much right now. There's the so little on Raw and, and so much that's on the problem. I kind of hope that uh, at Mania they do a uh, an old school gauntlet match with the tag teams. We haven't seen a tag gauntlet in, uh, oh, it's an in a little while. It's an interesting idea. It'd be yeah. an interesting way to you, go about doing it. You, um, uh, you guys just gonna gloss over the? Uh, oh, I wanted to finish the thought on the United States Championship. That's tournament. what I was gonna okay. say. Yeah, that was. I start. I did. I did lead into that, uh, and I yeah. remembered. I wanted to say something about the because it, it did jump out to me. They're creating tag teams on Raw, on SmackDown. They're loaded. Yeah, they're yeah. loaded. Oh, I mean, Gable and Benjamin should. Should be getting great reactions, but they're just there's kind too of much. there's too much going. There's you know, too much yeah. there. That's the everyone likes them. They like Gable. They like Benjamin. But it's like, do we like them better than the Usos? Do we like them better than the New Day? Do we like them better than the Fashion Police? Do we, do we like, like them, them better, better than, than the Blood Day? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's just it's an embarrassing amount of of ridiculous tag teams on yeah. SmackDown. Whereas on Raw, they're just making new ones up, and the tag picture right now is just basically an extension of. You know, with a bigger main event situation they have going on with the Shield. I, yeah, it's and that's fine. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it that way, but it just feels as though they could really use. There is a true division on one, and not really a it, true one on the it's other. It's getting that feeling, and yep. and that's not a good thing. You'd like to see maybe some of that, yeah. be spread out a little bit more. Now, yes, to the uh, United States Championship picture. Um, Four people left. Well, no, we have because they haven't had the f they they haven't had the final semi the quarterfinal. What's the quarter last Next, quarterfinal? That's Mojo, Mojo and right yeah, yeah, yeah. next week. Yes. Um, it, an interesting. Who would the winner face? Uh, would face Bobby. Where? Zach and Mojo winner faces Bobby. Oh, that's right. They were on the left side. Yeah. Yes. The right side is uh, is Xavier. now down to Xavier and Jinder. So they're they're presumably Mojo's Bobby going and... to win, and you're setting up face heel versus face. You know, and I, it looks like it's going to set up to be Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal. That's yes. what it looks like yeah. they're setting up for, which is fine, and I think that's actually very good. Um, there is still the question of is Dolph just going to show back up to get his belt back? Because nobody really knows what. I assume that's what's happening. I, I here. assume so too. But are they going to do and that? It, and it, I don't they're know. I don't know if it'll you, be I told immediate you, or. I'm telling you, they're doing the thing that they did in uh, WrestleMania 10. 
Dolph is going to come back and say he never lost. He's the real champ, and they're going to put two damn belts on the loop for at WrestleMania. For, at WrestleMania, yeah, that and means it's, and it's going to be I champion versus champion. Right. I didn't think that Dolph's showing back up for the Royal Rumble. I think they're going to crown a new yeah. United States champion. Yeah, me too. In that match, and then I think after that, Dolph's going to show back up and say, "I never lost my belt." I, I think he's going to come out. I'd be surprised if it was more than like a. Well, not a day because it's on SmackDown, but right. like that week. No, I you're, you're not going to go a while with someone. That's thinking fine. But US I'm just saying, I think they're actually oh, going yeah. to crown oh, a new I, US I, champion. I, I, I don't agree think this is going to be that Dolph shows back up. You know, in the middle oh, of that I, match. I, I could see him showing up as soon as basically as soon as the guy gets his maybe, hand yeah, raised. Maybe. Yeah, see him punk style. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. I, I think that absolutely could go that way. But I do think that you're going to get a winner and a champion. Yeah. Oh yeah, match. I agree, 100. percent Um, yeah, and I think that honestly, at this point, I. I guess that means that you would have to have Bobby Roode win it if you're going to have Dolph show back up. Yeah. But I think that you'd be wise to have – I think that having Jinder win the belt – The U.S. title. Yeah. I think is a really good move for keeping him as a strong heel. Yes. I think if if you want to keep Jinder in your strong heel pile, I think having him win the United States Championship would go a long way to do that. I think having him win it clean would also be a, a really good way to go about keeping him as a strong heel yeah that there's no if hole he cleanly pins bobby Roode for the u.s title at the royal rumble he's a he's going to get booed out of the gym correct yes correct i think that's a i think that's a big thing that they could do the problem is that doesn't make a lot of sense i was gonna say then then you have to hold off on ziggler returning for which a i would be okay with by the way yeah i'd be okay yeah, with doing it did they announce when the championship match is going to be didn't they say it was going to be at the Rumble? I could have sworn they did, but I, maybe I'm. It maybe would it would make sense based on the timeline. There's yeah. two, three more SmackDowns before the Rumble, so mm. yeah, you have the you know you have one match, you have three matches left before the finals. You have well, one I match. Every could, week. I guess you could do it the week before the the Rumble. Yeah, I guess you could do it that way. But you need to, you know, you got, I guess you do have two Rumbles now, so you really only have two and a half hours to fill or something. So because so it is a four hour Rumble. So. It's a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. I mean, I don't know. You, you could have the match. But I mean, you how many matches are you going to have? Women's right. Royal Rumble. That, but that's what I'm saying. That's why right, I let's, said... Let's, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that when we talk about Raw. We, we, we're all over the place, but we'll talk about that then. Anything else from SmackDown that we have to cover? Um, uh, Charlotte and uh, Naomi. Right. Becky was back this week. The Riot Squad is just... They, they yeah, keep getting their ass kicked every really, week. I like the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I like everything about the Riot Squad except for the fact that they get their ass kicked every week. So I can't really buy them as any sort they of also credible threat. They haven't really. I, this is a little bit of a different. They haven't really painted what they're trying to do. Right. Like they, I haven't. Figured they won that out. this week. But they won the match and then they got their ass kicked by Charlotte and, right, and Becky. They did. they did, but they didn't win a match. I just don't know. Again, you've got to have a directive of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Like everybody's going into the Royal Rumble. Okay, so do you care who wins? Like. Are the other two of them there to help Ruby Riot win? You know what I mean? Like that's it's, well, called it's not the Liv Morgan squad, right? But they haven't painted that. They, they Ruby Riot didn't say I'm going to have an advantage in the Royal Rumble because I have two girls that both have my back. Yeah. All she said is they're also getting in the Royal Rumble. So and I do like how they they still feel the need. I'm declaring myself oh, for the amazing. Royal Rumble. Yeah, I really didn't want it. I mean, all right, let's grab a break. We can talk about that more in segment number two. All right, I want to talk yeah. more about the women's Royal Rumble in segment number two, and we'll talk about everything else that happened on Raw. Also, uh, I guess we should probably, uh, you know, talk to one of our guests coming up. Which, uh, who's coming up first? Uh, I think let's go Shane Strickland. Shane Strickland first. Yeah. Very good. We'll do Shane Strickland first. Who's uh, coming back to Defy uh, in February out in the uh, Pacific Northwest? I know we got a lot of listeners up that way, and uh, Defy is just incredible. Holy crap! It looks they've so, blown. The fact you, that it's a year. 
right. they've blown up to what they are. Well, and when you see Defy's productions, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, no offense, that looks better than some stuff that's got national TV. It, it looks better than everything minus WWE and Lucha Underground. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It looks really good. All right, we'll talk to Shane Strickland next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The Parkcell Early Phase Unit at Harbor Hospital is looking for healthy males and females ages 18 to 85 to volunteer for a clinical research study. Length of participation and number of visits vary by study. If you qualify, you may receive compensation ranging from $1,200 to $8,500 upon completion. For more information, please visit our website or call 1-877-617-8839. Call now. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Of course, A.J. used to play for the Seattle Mariners. No, not the Mariners. I wish. Spot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish I played for It's like, Mariners. as I was saying that, I'm like, what they the got, hell am I saying? They got way better deals. They get to travel. Well, that's true. Baseball. No, no doubt. They got the hookup over there. He, of course, played for the Seattle Seahawks, obviously. Yeah. And we made a lot of friends in the Pacific Northwest. I know we have a ton of listeners out that way. And the Pacific Northwest has suddenly completely blown up as uh, a hotbed of pro wrestling. Yep. Just absolutely on fire. Shout out, Migs. Uh, yeah, Steve Migs, our buddy. And particularly on fire is Defy Wrestling. And in the span of one year, Defy has shown up said we're a thing, looked like the most amazing independent promotion in the history of professional wrestling, and is now celebrating their one-year anniversary in February with a great event, Defy X Year One at the Washington Hall. And this man has been such a huge part of all of the success of Defy. He's also just killing it in general. Kill shot on Lucha Underground. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the program the great Shane Strickland. Shane, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking some time for us again, and Happy New Year to you. Oh, thank you very much. And I, um, thank you for inviting me on, man. Absolutely, man. Can you describe, as somebody who's been such a part of it, I, like I don't think people, because like, we're on the East Coast, and the East Coast has always kind of been a hotbed for for independent wrestling, right? And like our our area in Baltimore, DC, Philadelphia, obviously, it's existed forever. But can you describe what's happened, what's occurred with Defy in the Pacific Pacific Northwest, where there was nothing, and all of a sudden it is just absolutely blown up in such a short amount of time? Uh, I credit it to the fan base. I credit, uh, honestly, to the fan base like uh, being so hungry and wanting something so special, something different, something new. And uh, they've always had wrestling there, but it wasn't uh, anything I would say that was uh, particularly not to, I would say, to, um, to downplay any other promotion in the area. But it wasn't something that it was like it didn't have that niche for that wanted to bring people to it that that everybody wasn't everybody was getting that taste everywhere else in the country and they weren't like that the area wasn't bringing wasn't giving it to the fan base and the audience so when they finally got it they embraced it it's like more than ever well it's just so so like they were just hungry for it yeah they were just hungry for it and when they got something like that they like they just latched onto it and it made it their own 
It is crazy. What's it, the Washington Hall is such a cool place too, man. Like you just see a picture of that joint, you're like, oh my god, I need to go to an event there. It looks amazing. How cool is the atmosphere there? Oh, it's amazing. It, uh, it, I can't compare it to any other event in a, or other show that I've been doing before. And a lot of people try to compare it to Progress, and I've been to Progress a couple times, and it's nothing like Progress. It's, it has similarities, but it's not Progress itself. You know, it has its own thing, and it has its own feel, and it has its own fan base, and that's honestly a great fan base. It makes a promotion and matches so much more electric and changes the atmosphere of the whole like the, the whole experience, and that's what that fan base does better than I think a lot of other promotions in the in the, in the not just the United States but the entire wrestling industry. As Killshot, how cool is it to be on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's cool. It, it's uh it's a it's good bragging rights. I feel like yes. And as a performer and entertainer, you that's what you look for to have on your resume something. To, like you can reference back to and have that as a bragging rights and a lot of clout with what everything that you've done and I'm really proud to have that like you know for like the, and on the holidays with uh, family members I'm able to just pop on Netflix and like yeah hey, this is what I've been doing for the that's past cool. like, that's two really years. cool of course yeah, when, so when, that's a good feeling when, when, when you're showing that on Netflix to your family you're showing you know the the your last feud which ended in that crazy death match with Dante Fox uh Take us through that match because that was one of the most intense matches I've seen in a long time. Uh, that that match hasn't actually aired on Netflix yet. That's a season three finale match, and uh, nothing but season two and season one is on Netflix at the moment. So I uh, can't wait for the season three to get on Netflix so I can actually use that as like one of those uh, boasting things. But uh, <laughs> going to that match was a really it was really um a lot of creative freedom that they gave us they didn't hold us back they didn't limit us they just gave us a lot of creative freedom to be like hey here's your arena have fun do what do whatever you want here <laughs> and um they gave they brought us in a day and a half two days prior to that just to like get an idea of like the weapons and the the idea of like the uh what parts of the arena we were going to go to um they literally gave us a all this, this huge run sheet of stuff that, like, well, we actually we gave it to them. I, I should say it was just like, yeah, we we need this, 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 that, 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 and it was like as long as a scroll. And they were just like, oh, okay, we got it. We'll, we'll get it all for you. Um, and whatever we asked for, they gave it to us. They gave us about forty-five minutes because the match aired on TV and it was about thirty minutes long that aired. But uh, we really went about 45 minutes, wow. almost an hour, doing that whole entire match. Wow. And we just wanted to offer something that nobody else was willing to do or could do the way that we could do it. And the fact that me and Fox has worked together for God knows, like, the past three years together, we trusted each other with just about everything. And we want, we just wanted to kind of make history a little bit. Especially in that place, that building that's seen everything when it comes to wrestling. I like how you have creative freedom, and your decision is, yeah, we want to go through a plate of glass from two stories up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh yeah, they weren't going to tell us no. <laughs> from, like for the final event of the year, they weren't going to like deny us that. Okay, but is there any part of you that you get ready? You're like, man, did we did we think this one through? Like, did we? 
is this really what we want to do right here? Can we maybe pull this off a different way? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. Because, uh, once again, I had the best partner I could ever ask for yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we I, we were we were in good hands. I had him, he had me, and uh, we trusted each other. So, at the end of the day, it was like, well, there's no doubt with um, having somebody that you know is going to make sure you're going to be all right, but absolutely perform that stunt maneuver whatever at with like a plus effort and it's going to make it look a million times better than anybody else could ever make it look that's cool he is shane strickland of course kill shot from lucha underground and he will be back at defy for uh, defy x year one on uh, february 2nd at washington hall you can go to defywrestling.com right now to get your tickets uh, we should, of course, also point out that, once again, Shane, part of the Trios championship team mm-hmm. on Lucha Underground. With the guy he sent through a plane Dante Fox, glass. right, yes. correct. And the Mac. That's right, as well. Um, dude, I want to follow up on what you're saying about the creative freedom thing, because I feel like you could just sort of call Lucha Underground. If they retitled it Creative Freedom, I think that would kind of work and maybe would help other people understand it. You're a dude who's, who's turning heads, and a lot of people are paying attention. And I don't know what's going to be ahead for you, but do you ever think about, like... As a performer, yeah, I wouldn't mind going somewhere, and there's a lot of money that could exist. But is it is it tough to think about a world in which maybe you don't have the freedom that you have right now as a performer and what you're able to do with lucha? Oh yeah, I, I'd like because um, with, with with lucha, I, it wasn't like I was just given creative freedom at first. You know, I still had to like come in and do what they were to- do what I was told and do what they asked of me. I had to earn that. Okay. You know, and that goes with anywhere you go. Like, even with CCW, I had to earn the right to be like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I know can work. I had to prove the fact that I can perform what they ask of me first. Then, when I have proven that I can do that and I can exceed expectations, then I'm awarded um, creative freedom to just, like, come up to them and be like, hey, this is what I think works. I know this can work. Hey, can I try this? Can I do this? It like and people like don't really see that side of it like like they don't see like the fact that like John Cena gets a little bit of creative freedom sometimes but at the same time he had to prove that he can do the work sure. first yeah. and he gets that so at the same time I had to prove that I can do it then I was awarded that and when when I was rewarded that I got weapons of mass destruction matches I got <laughs> yeah. Sammy Callahan you know I then I got hell of war and then I then I was rewarded the trios titles with those guys you know so I had to prove those things and like I feel like that goes anywhere you go it's not just like having creative freedom on the indies having creative freedom on like um lucha I like that's anywhere you have to prove that you can do the work first and you got to prove that you can do what they ask and then exceed those expectations, then you get that creative freedom. Is there anything you won't do? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, uh, That's no. Like said, <laughs> that <depends> means no. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, it honestly depends on who I'm doing it with. If, 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 like, so um, you if and Dante some, Fox, like, person, you, yeah. if you two are together, is there anything you won't do? Will you jump off of a building <laughs> through like ten tables just to drop an elbow on him at the bottom? I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait yeah. what what do you mean probably? You've done that you've done that yeah, twenty right? times around the yeah. circuit already. 
like, this is like I was I was doing this stuff before I even became a professional wrestler. I was doing it in um you know in the backyard, so I was pretty much immune to like taking glass and light tubes and stuff. By the way, right now, Jim Perry from Defy is sitting there writing this down. Like, I just got an idea. I can do anything with Shane Strickland. Oh, look. Um, That's not true. Now, like now, after Cage of Death, I'm pretty much like all done with that. But I I wanted to like, like the the thing about Cage of Death, that's one of those events that um, at, at a certain time when it was like, CCW in his prime and Ring of Honor at his prime and stuff like that. You either wanted like people dreamed about doing a final battle or Cage of Death or being like on those two events and those are the hottest events on the indie scene. I still that that still holds a lot of merit to me. So like to be able to main event Cage of Death is something that I like that I, I cherish still. You know that still meant a lot to me to do that, no doubt. and the fact that like that you have the Ricochet, I'm sure you, you still have, feel like, it. The Kenny Omegas, well, you have the Ricochets and the Kenny Omegas, and you have like the Okadas out of the world, and you know the Marty Scrolls and the uh, the Ospreys, the best guys on in the industry, right? But that's something they still none of them would be able to do, would want to do, and I can honestly say like, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, right. You know, like that's something like that's an avenue they haven't touched yet it, with it with something that in the industry that everybody's kind of following the same path. I kind of went this way because nobody's doing it in the way that I approached it. I wish I should say. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Uh, and CZW has gone through, it seems like a big makeover lately. It, it is obviously it's the cage of death. There's a lot, but it's also getting known for it's, you know, the, the wrestling style, you know, less glass breaking and tube lights blowing up and more just straight up wrestling, you know, you, and you've seen it firsthand kind of what's CZW been going through lately. It's honestly been going through a, a, a booking change and a creative change. And that's and like every promotion needs, needs every, every some odd, every some odd years, it needs that change. It needs like a little makeover. And he's the switch up to so it can get a little, just a little bit with the times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to constantly stay the same for so many years. You want originality. You want what you want what's brought you to the dance, but at the same time, you need to uh, be at, be adaptive to change. You got to change with like how Twitter is and social media. You got to change with like not like doing these. Uh, crazy storylines that involve like you know like uh, supernatural stuff and like because it just doesn't resonate on camera anymore like it used to you know you, you have to adapt and that's what CZW's that's what the change was this year it just had to go through that ultimate change of just adaptation and it's worked all right I'm looking at this picture on your Twitter account of your daughter and I'm thinking to myself I wonder if Shane's daughter like, is aware of Cage of Death. Like, I wonder if she's... What? How do you handle being a dad to a young girl and also doing the insane S that you are doing regularly? Do you, Does she know what you're doing? Do you let her watch it? Like, how does that work? Um, I, watch, I let her watch... Uh, I, I, that's actually my oldest daughter. I oh, wow. Two Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, she's eight. I have a six-year-old as well. Um, I don't, I, I let them see wrestling, okay. but n- nothing like that. Okay. They, they, that's not, and when they get older, they probably won't, would like to know more, 
and I'll probably show them more, but not till they're older and can watch more mature content. Sure, sure. Are they are they aware at all that like Daddy does some crazy things? Like, do they have? Nope. Nope. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> not yet. Just Once again, not till they become older and can watch more <laughs> right. content. Are you imagining? Like, have you thought at all about the first time they see any of this? And like, do you ever worry? That, like, you know, this is the internet, right? Like, this stuff exists. It's out there. Do you ever worry? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I don't worry about it because, like, they like their mothers keep a good, uh, they they put, they put keep a good leash on, like, what they're watching and stuff like okay. that. Okay, okay. And, like, their mothers kind of know. They Like, they've seen me do this stuff before, but once again, once they, when they get a little bit older, then they'll be like, okay, when they can watch more mature content, <laughs> right. they'll, I'll probably show them and they'll probably see it. They're going to look at you and you're going to say, Dad? What the? <laughs> I thought you just—I thought you just went and like slam dudes. Like this is. It's a but little that's bit what different. they have seen. Yeah, yeah they've right. had, they've been to my, they've been to shows of mine before, and sure. yeah, that's all they. I that's wish I could see. Right. No doubt. You'll man. see the Jackson Five dancing. That Shane Strickland, yeah, right. not right. not yeah. the weapon of mass destruction kill shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm nothing more than what you see right here. Yeah, <laughs> until no, I, you're old enough to actually know. That makes a lot of sense. All right, he's Shane Strickland and Defy X. The one-year uh, celebration is February 2nd at Washington Hall. Again, defywrestling.com to get your tickets. And they're going to put on a show. Uh, Shane had a match last year with Leo Rush at Defy that was bonkers. I think Defy named it their match of the year. Dude, he always just kills it, brings the house down. So you're going to want to be there. Get to defywrestling.com right now to get your tickets. Uh, I know it's at Strickland Shane on Twitter. What else can we plug for you, man? Um, at Strickland Shane on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I have Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, a Pro, Pro Wrestling Tees store on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Shane Strickland. Check, check out my new merches and new t-shirts and all that. Um, also, uh, check out uh, my talk show Swerve Talk on the High Spots Network. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Please don't take our jobs. Um, he is Shane Strickland. <laughs> oh, <God>, no. <laughs> hey, man, uh, always good chatting with you. You're absolutely killing it. I, I know that there is so much bigger even to come for you, but appreciate you taking the time. Again, Happy New Year and looking forward to seeing you at uh, Defy on February 2nd. I'll do. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for having me. Very cool. Appreciate uh, Shane Strickland, uh, re- returning guest to the program, and it's just unbelievable what they're doing with Defy. It's incredible. So uh, shout out to all of them. Over under two years before he's in WWE. Um, hmm. that's a feels. I, I was gonna, like two years seems like the number. It feels about. I, I'll go slightly over. But I actually feel like if I had to go one go way, under. I would go under. <laughs> I'm only, go under. Only because I think it's eighteen months tops. He's got the look. Yeah. Um. He's got. He's he's likable. He's got. Like, what does he not have? What What is it that you look at Shane Strickland and and he doesn't have? If If I'm WWE, I let him get that that bigger name elsewhere. That That's the other thing. I let him go to Japan. I let him go somewhere. Get him. Get that groundswell. Really. Like, obviously, he's big now, but he's still kind of you know on a relative. Well, that's an independent scale. level. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I, I let him go somewhere. I let him get that name. Then I scoop him up. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I just boy, if I'm WWE, I look at that dude and I say, I can do anything yep. with that guy. Oh, I mean, there's no question. He's unbelievable. He had a... He became... You could claim he's the breakout star of 2017. There's a number of guys you can say that about, but he's definitely on that list. Yeah. 2018 is going to be huge for him. No doubt. No doubt, man. Good stuff. Appreciate him joining us. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump back into the conversation that we had started to have about the Women's Royal Rumble, and we'll get into yeah. Raw. 
The big news from Raw was the thing that I was worried about a couple weeks ago when we first started talking about the Women's Royal Rumble. Remember we talked about, you know, do you, do you change the rules a little yeah. bit? Could champions get in it and defend their... They're, they're doing exactly what they should do with the Women's Royal Rumble. This is the perfect way to go about introducing yep. a Women's Royal Rumble, which is to say, and I love the way they said it, if it's good enough for the guys, it's good enough for the girls, which is we're not, we're not changing anything, we're not making it easier, we're just doing the same effing thing that you all love with the dudes' Royal Rumble, and we're going to do the same exact way with the Women's Royal Rumble. It's perfect. That's what they should do. Um, I, I commend them for not messing with it at all because I think that would be wrong for the first one. Again, as we saw with the Men's Royal Rumble, there are going to be circumstances and times where you might do something different. The, yeah. they, they put the title on the line twice. They put 40 dudes in one year. They've done some different things over the years, but for introducing it the first time, it should absolutely be the same Royal Rumble for the women as yeah. it is for the men, and I think that's a 10 that they're doing it that way. Um, I, I I I I can't I I can't tell you that I think there won't still be things like there's spots that you just can't do with the girls that you're going to do with right. the dudes, right? Like it's it is going to look different at certain times. I'm afraid that they're going to go shallow like they're going to try to kind of rush through it. Like I do have a fear that they're not going to maybe give the girls as much time. Yeah. I certainly look they're not going to give the girls as much time as they give the guys. And that's fine, right? Because the guys are going to do some things. They're going to require a little bit more time yeah. in order to f- that, that you're trying to build about 10 storylines for the guys out of the Royal Rumble. You're I'm sadly probably building two for the girls. Uh, unfortunately. Two non-titles. Right. Storylines. I mean, like that's just the way that it is. Um but I, again, you got to do it this way. Yeah. All right, I, 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 the, the only thing that I, I huh. would have even considered was to say you don't have to go over the top rope just because of the, the awkward spots that can be involved with that sometimes. That's the only thing. I, and that would have just been. But I think that would have been too obvious. I think that would have been too obvious of a disparity between the men and women. And, and, yeah. and I, told, I, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind it this I mean, way. I, gotta, I agree with that. So I'm just saying there's going is, to be a few awkward top, spots. If you got to go over the top rope, how does Nia Jax lose? Well, I mean, the same just, way the big show loses. Right, they would do the thing where they flip her over. They get her, yeah. you know, there's four yeah. of them, and they flip her over the top rope would be the way that they go about doing it. Um, but by the way, I don't think Nia Jax should lose. I've said that before. Yeah. I think this is this is your opportunity to fix all of the things that you have effed as far as booking Nia Jax. Even like Oscar is going to be the one that wins. Well, is it though? Because if you just if you're having her win the rumble, why are you having that match on Raw? Why are you having it end cleanly if you're not immediately I mean, I putting a, the title on her? I think there's a, a good question as to why you're doing that, no well, matter what. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I was like, not happy with that match. I don't think it does much for anybody. I think what it does do is if they decide not to have Oscar win the Royal Rumble, it keeps her strong. It she does only, have a clean victory. Not only keeps champion. her strong, but like let's say somebody from SmackDown wins the Royal Rumble. Or someone who's undecided who will go over to SmackDown. Yeah. Yes. Like it like opens Ronda. up it <laughs> opens up the beginning. Yeah. It opens up the beginning of um uh it opens up the beginning of starting the storyline of Oscar and Alexa Bliss, which could come out of the Royal Rumble like as the number as the championship mm-hmm. um storyline. I'll, I'll give you one other you know, I, is there any world in which you have Oscar win the title before then? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think I think that you could have Oscar win, and you could have her have her win bef- at, right after the Royal Rumble, or and at on, the Royal like, Rumble, Raw, or, or at the Royal Rumble. Right, have a have a match was, with Alexa say, outside if, of that. For what you were suggesting, there kind of the chase for us. If that's the plan, I don't have Oscar win cleanly here. What's the point of a chase if you're starting out, you know, strongly with the win? There, I would I would have had her I, chase I, if I, the I, plan I, was to chase Termania. I think it's different. 
my thought process right now is either Oscar wins the Royal Rumble, right, or Oscar um, loses the Royal Rumble, but ends up winning the championship, and it sets up Oscar Nia Jax at WrestleMania. I'm in favor. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> sign me up. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in in general, great. I just I my thought I wouldn't have had the clean finish there. Like I am. A little bit I, less interested now in the title no, match I, between Oscar and Alexa because we had know. the. I mean, j- other than the fact Titles that Oscar, yeah, other than the fact that Oscar is going to win and seeing her win the title is. I do cool, think they did. A couple things. I, I think they did, and I do think that it was very important. They had the announcer say, you know, something along, the, and I don't remember exactly what the wording was, but you know, everything's different. Alexa knows what's important is right. the championship. You know, I mean, I think the easiest way they could do this is just have Oscar not win the Royal Rumble, um, have her lose the match at at. The Royal Rumble because of whatever she's lost a battle royal D- before. No, no, we yeah. lose because of or win by DQ. Oh, 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 I got you. You I gotcha. know, yeah, like yeah. and just not win the belt, and then that's right. how you stretch the feud to WrestleMania. Yeah. Sure. Or you stretch it. What's the pay per view after Royal Rumble for Raw? I believe it's Elimination Chamber. I mean, do you think they're gonna do a women's Elimination Chamber? If they want, if they're pushing this, this be kind of stupid not to. Yeah, I was gonna say if, if they're pushing the do, women are all the, the same the as the men. Want to do that though. Well, and why not? Well, they yeah, did a the hell in a cell. Dude, you know that's different like? though. They did it. I, dude, I hear you, but I'm saying everything they've had them do. I think that the women. I mean, it's not like you have to do crazy. You know, you can have I mean, the you have to do want those, to. You have to do those great spots. Like, I don't well, think yeah, they're going well, okay, to do a Selena Del Sol. You don't have to find all six women. You know, you can have whoever doesn't comes out wrestles normally because yeah. you can do that yeah and then you know you do it right. that way I, I but mean, i think I, you can find six women who want to as well. and honestly i do think it'd be stupid to not do one at this point i think it'd be very dumb to not do a women's elimination chamber like you've done everything else like, and, and that's almost actually if, if you're looking at what's going to happen with oscar you, there you have the singles match over to get into the elimination chamber and then you have oscar win at the elimination chamber not ever have, beating one-on-one if they're the smart title. if they're smart they would have um uh because it's it, it would be a really cool gimmick because Elimination Chamber's Raw. What if after the women's Elimination Chamber match, Asuka wins the Elimination Chamber match to win the title? She's beat up Elimination Chamber. Oh, Carmella. Carmella mm-hmm. comes and cashes in on Asuka. For the Raw Women's Championship. For champion. the yeah. Raw Women's Championship. And then you set up Carmella versus Asuka I, I, at WrestleMania. Well, that part I don't think I'm on board for. Why? I just I, Carmella Asuka doesn't have the juice for me that any of these other matches would have. It would as far it as it would if Asuka won the title and then two minutes later right, lost you're saying the she'd title. Be, I know, but if lost, he, does, he ta- doesn't think Carmella has the star power to. I'm have saying a that WrestleMania if you're telling me I can match. have Asuka, Alexa, Asuka, Nia, or Asuka, Carmella again, don't take out the you know the the. That one of those three matches, in order, Carmella's third. I would just like to point out two of those three women have been on this show. Ooh, that is me, true. That is too me, bro. That is true. They too sweet me. Wait. Got Naya. I mean, like, and okay, Asuka. let's get it. Let's yeah. make that happen. I, I'm done. Let's make yep. it happen. What, what else? You, what else you think could happen in the women's Royal Rumble, man? Um, well, I, I mean, Ronda's, I think the Ronda is the biggest. I, think yeah. is the big I don't X buy factor. that, man. I don't buy that. I don't think that you have the first women's Royal Rumble be won by somebody who's not a wrestler. I understand why you say that, and I can certainly understand the argument that you shouldn't. But I think that short-term rewards. I think there's, yeah, I think that's part Sasha, of it. Sasha, realistically speaking, I hope Sasha wins the Royal Rumble and Oscar wins the title from Alexa Bliss and it's Sasha Oscar at WrestleMania. And, I, like, oh, and, and that that's would be what I want. For for long term for what would be best for the women's division, I agree. For what's going to get them on Sports Center that night, 
it's going to be Ronda. And also keep and, in and mind, then into especially if but you're, Ronda can be on SmackDown though. She can be. Well, but involved. that's what I'm saying is is you have her win. You have her win the Rumble, so you get that huge it's a boost big there. It's you have a, her challenge Charlotte, so all of a sudden you have Ronda Charlotte, which is you know that is the mainstream match that you can correct. get out of it. The other thing I would keep in mind too is that you're saying that she's not a wrestler, but in again the assumption that we're making is that she is going to be a wrestler, or at least a Brock Lesnar yeah. extent of a wrestler. Yeah, I, I don't this think it's going to be a one-time thing. I think right, the like, assumption of this agreement that she's going to, to, to have with the WWE is not just a one-time appearance at WrestleMania, that this is going to be a little bit more than that, and that the WWE is going to be a significant part of what she's doing uh, moving forward. So I don't, I don't know that it's... I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I would say it's, she's not a wrestler. She's not yet, but I think... I mean, the that's plan, a hell of a push on your debut... <laughs> Well, yeah, but she's also Ronda freaking Rousey. Yeah, it's Ronda Rousey. I get it, but... You know what I mean? I just just think that there's... I I would understand. Like, I would argue that... It's like when Batista won. Right. It's like, yeah, he's a big star, and it's big, and it's all that, but it's like... Well, but this goes back to the argument that we were... More people that have This goes back to what we were just talking about with the Men's Royal Rumble, is what are you using the Royal Rumble to do? And, if and it's funny to hear Aaron say that they used to use it to make a star because the last time they tried to make a star with the Royal Rumble, people booed him well, out they, of the arena. But they effed that up royally. They knew what they were getting into. And they, they they were trying to make a star. I understand yes. that, but they and knew what they were dealing with. out of the By arena. The way, there's an argument that they shouldn't have the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. That yes. would be another <laughs> that, like, yeah, conversation that maybe thing. we should talk about. Yeah. Is that maybe the Royal yes. Rumble in Philadelphia, they should have learned by this point, that's not, not the best a, idea yeah. for what yes. they're trying to accomplish. Right. Like maybe a nice Royal Rumble in Houston. You know Again, nice? if, if you're going if you're going to if yeah, you were right. going to do Nakamura, then Philadelphia is the perfect Absolutely. place for it. Absolutely. But if you're trying to pull off John Cena winning the Royal Rumble, maybe you don't do it in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. Maybe Miami's a better location for that Royal Rumble. Because I sure. I've always said, you know, you can put the Rumble just about anywhere, and it's become well, it's a, des- be a, yeah, it's a it's destination be a event correct. at this it's point. You can put it in Chattanooga, and it but will I, sell out. I understand why they like the idea. It's Philadelphia Phil- is a, city, a yes. wrestling hotbed. Yes. It's a place yes. where they're going to be You raucous. just then have to plan around that fact. Yes. And, but that's the problem. The problem is you're, you get the other aspect of that, which is you're going to get assholes. It's just yep. going to be it's – a, it's a city of assholes. Speaking um, of assholes – uh, you know, it's funny because... Oh, Jesus Christ. It's 2018. I don't, are we, were, were we finished with the Royal... Yeah, we are. We're, we're, fin- talking, we're, about, we're, we're done talking about with the, the rest of Raw. Oh, oh. AJ, the facilitator we're talking, Francis, oh, oh, okay, okay. Here, has a different direction he wants to go in. A Jason, Jason kid. A, yes. J- a Jason Francis kid. He, he, he just does the 180 spin in the lane. We don't know yeah, where right. the ball's going, right. but it's going somewhere. Facilitator, Swift, if you don't uh, mind. You know, I just, you know, we've talked a lot about the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, I just yes. want, you know, this all started because we were you know, also going to talk about Raw. And I, you know, I let you guys know in 2017 that in 2018 I was going to do this thing. Ah, yes. Where I would keep track every ah. week of who had the best match on Raw. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So one weekend, the best match on the Raw show was what? Glenn well, Clark. Let's, let's think about this, right? There were a lot of there, matches. There were some decent matches there. Was there. Good matches. there really was, good matches. There was the Oscar Alexa match we just talked about. That was, was an very, excellent match. That was very. That was legitimately match. one of the better women's matches I've seen, especially on yep. non-pay-per-views in quite a while. Yes. Um, so that was a good one. Great I, match. I did really enjoy that one. Um, the opening of the show was long. It was lengthy, but you know, it was uh, it was decent. It was uh, there was something to like there. Yeah. Um, we got to see the Miztourage. I mean, we nothing did get beats to see the Miztourage. You did thought mean, about that. We got that? to see the club. Yes, the I, I was going to. I was going to hold on the club talk for a minute here. Hang on a second. By the way, we should talk about. All right, all right. All right for F's sake, yeah. I mean, fine. the best match of, for my money, 
Well, let me see if you guys agree. Was Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe for the Intercontinental title? It was a good one. It was, was a, a good was one. A it was a good right match. There. It was a it very was a solid good match. match. Was it the best match of Raw, you think, Glenn? Uh, it was probably the best match of Raw. Okay, week. what about you, Aaron? What do you think? I know you're going to be you, but do you think it was the best match on Raw? Oh, boy. I just kind of got to look through that whole thing again. I got to make right, sure I'm not, you're not forgetting, forgetting you know. Right. Anything you're the Bray Wyatt-Apollo Cruz was excellent, of course. Yeah. You know, that, that was a very good match. I enjoyed that. I mean, Braun Strowman got to throw around, and he had the line Great. of lines in the middle of the match yeah. when he... <laughs> Dude, when they when they did it again, when they came yes. back and said, they started his music and he just said, "Fuck <laughs> nah. it, I'm just gonna keep going." I mean, that that was amazing when he called out Heath Slater. Yeah. You're gonna just stand there, you know? You, you got, won't get these hands. You can't get these hands. But I mean, as far as moments, of the, that was the moment of the night right uh-huh. there. I am a moments guy. What uh, about the match of the night? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it to Roman Reigns. This uh, time. Okay, so that means week one. Week one. Roman is already off to a three and O start of match of the week for jobbing out. We will see how that number looks at the end. Gonna keep track of that all year. Yes, we will keep track of that all year. Uh, Roman Reigns now one and zero against the WWE for Monday Night Raw. Fair enough. Against the rest of Monday Night Raw, right? (laughs) Literally. Um, Yes, we did get the return or the reunion of the club to some extent, and the the Balor Club as uh, Finn Balor. That's the big question. Is Finn Balor with the Good Brothers? I don't. I don't know where you're going with that. It, it's interesting. It is Wrestle Kingdom week, it is and that's the that's the time they decide to pull the trigger on this. If it's a more than one week thing, I also think it would be interesting if they're trying what if to. They sh- what if all three of them showed up at Wrestle Kingdom? Well, well holy the internet would shit. literally I mean, shit itself. Yes, Jesus Christ! I just I, don't think I actually WWE just pooed a little bit <laughs> just thinking about it. I don't think WWE is interested in helping uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say. I think this makes a ton of sense if you're trying to build Finn as a credible Royal Rumble winner. Mm-hmm. I think that that Finn with the club against Brock Lesnar all of a sudden becomes really – it's a different story than trying yeah. to do David yes. versus Goliath, which, again, I thought worked with Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. I don't know that it would have worked Finn and Brock Lesnar. I don't know that Finn – I think that – You could have right done it, but me, you wouldn't, it wouldn't have been quite Finn, as pure. Finn Brock comes off closer to Dean Ambrose Brock than what should have been with Daniel Bryan and Brock. Um, but Finn with the club against Brock I don't agree with that. I think the feud, you might be right, but I think at WrestleMania, Finn Balor as the demon versus Brock Lesnar. Well, it's definitely got a better look. Is a, There's no is a bigger jump than. Well, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar was was cold spaghetti. I mean, it was just there was there was nothing there. There was. I, was, I think once you bring in the demon too, you're not you're not putting him as a David if he's the demon. That's true. That is a good point. I mean, he can't, and that's why I don't think it works the way that what again yes. what my vision. No, for I think why, it's perfect for the build to the match. Like the club is what makes him credible because he yes. has these backups. Correct. And then like he loses the match, but he almost should have won. At, or um, something happens at the pay per view in between that elimination chamber. Something right. gets in the way. Blah 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 blah. And uh, then he becomes the demon at WrestleMania. Right. That to me, that makes it more palatable. I mean, palatable is the wrong word. I would have been fine with them just they doing. Could, they could also have a because I'm assuming they're gonna have two elimination chamber matches. So they'll probably There's have no SmackDown. It's just a Raw pay per view. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that pay per view is probably going to have two matches. Because you think there's going to be a, either a women's In, or uh, a tag team or something? No, I think it's going to be the Intercontinental title, and then I could see oh a, a number one contender, number one contender for the for the title if the Smack if right if, if SmackDown, Smackdown has wins, the Rumble, yeah, wins the Royal Rumble. Yep. 
Um, and that's how you could have Finn win. Eliminate you have him yes. win elimination chamber. I mean, yes, one hundred percent. And on that, um, I, I think the question just becomes: Was is this a thing? Is this the Balor Club? Are they going forward with this? Yes. Or was this a one-time thing? I, and I the other question is: Why? Why now? Is it because? And and I can't shake help shake the feeling that this is. They had lots of plans for the shield. They had this trio going forward. They don't have the shield anymore. Quick, right, we they need, need a something trio. Big. Uh, we need we need a, we need a something big, and we need a trio. I I think the trio aspect of it again. I think it was just they didn't really have like Finn was plateauing. Yeah, I would. I but, would. But think that's been the more. case for no, it hasn't. Six months now. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Uh, six months. He's probably not necessarily no. wrong about that. No, no. What was hasn't. what was Finn's biggest he, moment of the last six? It, months? it was the Bray feud. Which was just sort of okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, he, had a, he had that match with AJ Styles. I think we're just all. Well, that, but, okay. that, but, but that, that was, was a last second. And complete, that was the last second thing. They there was didn't no have feud. Any build there was there. no. Right. It was just one match. But I'm saying that that elevated him too. Are we going to say that match didn't? Elevate well, him? it would have elevated him more had they not had him turn around and lose the next night to Kane. I mean, I I I know I'm going to keep coming back like this. I'm going to sound like a broken record. That was horrific. That was a horrific decision for them. As far as what they were doing with Until Finn Balor. Until Kane becomes WWE champion. And if Kane becomes WWE champion, it's a different <laughs> thing. I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. Then, uh, then um, there's a serious problem for another yeah, right. reason. Hey, by the way, I've completely changed my mind on it. I'm all in on Kane winning. And I actually think that if he does. Just to watch I've, the world burn? No, I've changed my mind on this. I actually think the Smarks are going to be in on it. I think that the Philadelphia crowd <laughs> at first is going to be like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, I think they're suddenly going to say, hell yeah. <laughs> we're our, we're, I, think that, I think that there's going to be some weird moment where the entire world gets behind. Kane and we remember like we actually love Kane yeah. like Kane's the shit like we love Kane forever he actually burned someone alive yeah the right match. they're like, like oh that. yeah that's why we I don't, like him. I don't know why it might not be that night like you know you know what yeah, actually now that I really think about it you know if you did have Kane win let's say he wins by pinning I guess Brock or uh, Brock would be the better it would, it would have to be Brock it would he wins by be- pinning Brock. Then he defends at Elimination Chamber and loses at Elimination Chamber to Braun Strowman. And that's how you set up Strowman Brock. I mean, so you could do it. I'm you not saying you couldn't do it. I don't think that's the best way to get I, there, but I, I really you could think do that it. If, if you are putting the title on him, it's because of Taker. That that's kind of my hunch I mean, there. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. I just anyway, the moral of the story. Kane's being, not winning though, so I think that they really did F up with Finn with that. I think that was a truly piss poor decision. And it, for a multitude of reasons. I, I do think that Finn in general can use a little bit of a boost. Yeah. I think that he can just use a, 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 a kick if they want him to be, and this is the weird part. I keep coming back to what you're trying to do with Roman Reigns. I thought they were trying to get to the point where Roman Reigns was the top face on the show, credible, could get an explosive moment, him versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. But maybe they're not going that direction. Based on what you told us last week that we had to bleep out, yeah. um, you can thank me for remembering to bleep it out, and, and Aaron's still an asshole for yep. giving it away. Um, but based on what we had to bleep out that you told us, apparently they weren't thinking that way with Roman Reigns. So that leaves open the thinking that they want to come out of WrestleMania with Finn Balor as a top face, as a bigger-than-life, over-the-top baby face at the top of the of the show on Raw. And if they're going to get there... I think this is a good way to get people to be super interested in Finn Balor again. Yeah. Because you can't just do it by saying, well, he's going to be the demon. He's been the demon a boatload of times. The, being the demon alone isn't making him top face on the show. Yeah. But this could go a long way to getting him to that point. So Join I think, him with the good brothers. Yeah, I think this is way more just about Finn in general 
and saying, what can we do? And also the fact that, frankly, they haven't really done shit with the Good Brothers. Well, that that's not yeah. a... Th- this you know ominously I mean? like, might be... I think their contracts might be yeah, running out Yeah, we talked about that soon. last time. And uh, this could be a, hey, let, let's get this run. Let's see if we can you know convince them to stay or do something with them before we lose them. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think it's... If, if that's, I, don't, I don't think that's the reason why you do it, but I think if in the process that it works right. out that way, wonderful. Yeah. Um, but this... It certainly gives more credence to me of the idea that Finn could win the Rumble and it could be yep. Finn Brock at, at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I have more of a belief that's viable and that it's also something I'd be down yeah. for. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, whereas before I would be, eh, okay. I think this gives me more credence that this would be good. One other thought on Raw, um, I need more of statistician Dana Brooke yes. in my life. Yes. yes. I need more. And any, as, as I pointed out. Any, ver- any, any version of Dana, of Dana Brooke. Brooke yes. I need more in my life. But anytime you can get a new school Alexandra York, I'm 100% so in. in favor of sexy librarian Dana yep. Brooke. I am so in favor. Just in general, I want to be known. And in fact, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'm going to tell you this. If I were to die anytime soon, uh-huh. I ask that you put it on my tombstone. I just ask sexy in favor, well, you, you want, in favor you want sexy of sexy librarians. Dana no, Brooke to, to no, no, no. I just want okay. it to be known. I want the world to know. A lot of people have their things they stand for, yeah. right? Like the biggest thing you're standing. We've for. we've had a lot of people recently, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Yep. I know has been very big. A lot of people, you know, gay rights and uh-huh. things along those. I, look, all these things are wonderful, but I want it to be known. If I pass from this world, I want generations that come behind me to know that I, Glenn Clark, stood in favor. Of sexy librarians, and it is a yeah. cause that was very near and dear to my heart. As you should be, and I want everyone that ever has my last name. I want my sons and their sons and their sons and their sons to know that their great great grandfather had something he believed in. That there was he was a man yeah. that stood for something, and that something was, was sexy, sexy librarians. Yeah. I just want that to be known for the record. For it's a great so decision. I just ask the two of you, if you don't mind. Please, yes. should I perish? And by the way, considering my cholesterol, I, I feel very like this likely. Is a State of the Union speech. Yeah. We got to stop yeah, right? and applaud for very, a little bit. Very likely that I'm going to perish. Please at some clap. Point. <laughs> 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 Stephanie McMahon, after she introduces the Royal Rumble, becomes Jeb Bush. Um, um, oh, hold up! But do you think uh-huh. that uh, is it? Does it involve sexy librarians? Because the answer is yes. Yes. Okay. Very good. No. <laughs> um, so on Raw, you have. Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins as tag team champions. Yes. I've heard of them. How great was Jason Jordan this week dealing with the Shield? I He was so funny. It was very good and it's such and, and it played and the best thing is Roman and Seth played it off perfectly. Okay, I, this is the only thing I'm going to say. You have you have one match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, you guys have been on the assumption that we're getting to Kurt and Jason Jordan. But given, again, what you told us last week about the plans were for the Shield, are we somehow swerving to towards... Seth, Seth Jason, Jason Jordan? Well, I'm going to go even one step further. Roman? Seth. Are we swerving towards Seth and Roman versus Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan? Ooh, I can see that. I can see that. Would that be heel Kurt? It would have to be heel Kurt in that then situation. Then in that case, No. You don't think so? I don't think so. No. You don't think Kurt by hugging Jason Jordan, you have Seth Rollins sort of disapproval in the background and you don't think there's a way that you can go about I, making I'm not that saying work? I mean Jason I'm, Jordan versus Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title at at WrestleMania. Who do the fans boo? I mean it is a great point, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. 
We're so <laughs> confused. Here's, here's the tag. We line. hate both of you guys. <laughs> Boy, I, can, can you imagine the promo package for that one? Who do <laughs> you hate more? That's a great question. I that's I don't know. Suddenly, based on what you told us last week and the plans, yeah. It, how can you come out of this with something? I have still not separated the idea that ultimately Kurt Angle and Triple H are going to end up being in a match together. And that's probably where it's I have not separated myself from that because Triple H sure as shit isn't not having a match at WrestleMania. And what else do you have right now? Again, Braun would be the only other thing. And if you're going to go the way that if you're sliding towards Finn Balor for Brock, that could slide Braun back towards Triple H, right? That could be the way that you go about doing it. So that could be your answer. But if that's you know if you're taking Kurt Angle and Triple H out of the equation, Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan as heels versus the Shield, that ain't bad to me. That works. I think you could get something out of that. I think that's got some life. Yeah. Um, you know, just out there. Anything else we got to touch about? Touch on from Raw? Nope. Not really. All right. Very good. Uh, when we come back in, um, uh, this this next guest, we've never talked to him before. He's gonna be the first time on this program and. A fascinating story, as he is the son of the late Brian Pillman. He's Brian Pillman Jr., and he made his own debut this weekend as a professional wrestler himself. So we will come back in, we'll chat with him, and then we'll wrap up, get a quick count before we get out of here. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. What we do with our lives defines us, so consider a path that gives you an array of opportunities for your future. The U.S. Army gives you skills and experiences that make you a well-rounded person. With many ways to serve that align with your goals, you'll become a stronger individual. Find out more at GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.goarmy.com football. There's strong, then there's Army strong. Paid for by the United States Army. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Uh, this is a really cool, cool story, and we're really happy to have our next guest on the show. Um, obviously, it's been over 20 years since uh, we lost the uh, great Brian Pillman, and his son, Brian Pillman Jr., made his debut in Indianapolis over the weekend as he is now uh, starting his own journey as a professional wrestler, and it's a pleasure to have him join the program now. Brian Pillman Jr. is with us here on Jobbing Out. Brian, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this week, and a very happy New Year to you. Hey, happy New Year to you too, brother, and I'm glad to be a part of the show. Absolutely, How's everybody man. doing today? Uh, everybody's good, man. Life is good. This is, you know, I, I, there's so much that I want to chat with you about because a lot of times guys whose fathers were wrestlers are talked about as having grown up in the business. Yep. But, you know, we were discussing this, the three of us, earlier in the show, and we were like, I, I guess – you know that's not the, the, it's not the story for you that you technically didn't grow up in the business. Can you can you take me back on uh, being a kid, knowing what your dad did or not knowing what your dad did when he died, and 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 how this journey has sort of culminated for you to end up doing this for a living? So yeah, it, uh, if you if you go as far back as when I was three and four years old, I, I was definitely surrounded by the business, and you know. A, little, a few years after he died, they had these memorial shows where, you know, all kinds of wrestlers would come out and, you know, Ric Flair and Gold Dust and just you name it. And, and it, it, I really felt like a family and I was, I was a part of this this community of wrestling. And my mother tried to uh, 
kind of keep it keep it around and keep the guys coming out to uh, to tribute to my dad with these shows. But before long, it wasn't long before they sort of fell apart, and you know my mother started uh, to you know burn some of those bridges and to where to the point where it became harder for me to be involved in wrestling and. And of course, she she blamed a lot of my father, you know, his shortcomings on wrestling, and you know the way he got you know got injured in a car accident and eventually passed. She kind of blamed all that on wrestling. So I was raised to believe, you know, that it wasn't it wasn't a great path to go down, and and that's kind of why I took a took a life that was less than ideal for for a young man, and you know I wasn't living in the greatest environment in the greatest neighborhood, but that kind of that kind of environment um, pushed me towards a more of an academic approach of life. And I started to take school more seriously because, you know, nothing was guaranteed. You know, there was no guaranteed shot. There was nobody really pulling for me to get into the business at the, you know, when I was younger and nobody was really worried about me. And really even the people that were raising me weren't too concerned with my, with my health either. So I really found through, through school and through sports that, that camaraderie and that, sense of family because I wasn't getting that sense of family at home. So that led me to college. And, and that's kind of how my life, you know, went on, you know, not a lot of my friends were watching wrestling. I wasn't studying the business growing up. So really just this past year has been just a, you know, a storm of, of training and watching wrestling and getting back into it, you know, getting on, getting on Reddit and getting on these different websites to really catch up. Cause you know, I feel like I'm, when, when it comes to other guys, whose parents have made such an impact in the business, I'm definitely behind on a lot of that knowledge, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so much fun just catching up with everybody and really learning what it's all about. It, it sucks that I missed out on it so much growing up, but it's kind of cool. It's like when you, when you don't watch a, when you don't watch a TV show for so long and then you get to binge watch all the episodes, it's kind of like how my life's going right now. I get to binge, binge watch all the wrestling and study up on everything that I missed out on. So I get to enjoy it all over again, like where other people, you know, they might be considered old to them. It's new to me now. So I really like that. And uh, yeah, just all the support coming out is overwhelming, too, at the same time, because, you know, there wasn't really that slow buildup of me. OK, he's training. Growing up. It was kind of just like, boom, you know, he's 24. He's trained for about six, eight, six to eight months and now he's hitting the scene. So it's really exciting. You know, I'm really I'm really green as far as knowledge goes and as far as performing goes but i'm really passionate too so i think that the more i work and get in front of people the, the better my product will develop and the better my personality will develop as we as we get into this amazing craft that is pro wrestling so what triggered the decision to get into wrestling finally uh, i've always kind of had that you know they say they say people that get into wrestling are you know different types of people i've always been one of those different types of people I never really fit in with the uh, sitting at the desk crowd. Even in college, I I would either skip class and, you know, I, I was pretty smart, so I could still pass the test and stuff. But, you know, college to me was just kind of – college to me was easy too. So it was one of those things where I wasn't challenged by it. I'm not – I wasn't challenged by the corporate structure of life. I, I didn't enjoy sitting in a desk either. So while I could have made a fairly easy living pursuing my uh, career that I had in technology – I got my degree in technology and then I had a career for about a year after that. I, I could have kind of uh, went along with that for the rest of my life. And I realized that that road wasn't for me. And, you know, I'm one of those people that 
you just couldn't see me sitting in a desk all day and my back was hurting from sitting down all day. All I wanted to do was go to the gym and I missed being an athlete like I was in high school and college. So I finally was like, you know what, this is an athletic endeavor. This is something that takes a lot of hard work and passion to put into. And I just didn't have a big passion for standing at a computer screen all day. And I started reaching out. I reached out to Steve Austin. I reached out to Lance Storm. And that's when I finally decided that training with Lance was my best bet. So before I went up to Lance's in Canada, I figured why not get an edge on, you know, the training and stuff. So I went down to Rip Rogers and trained with him for a couple months, you know, just doing some drills and stuff, nothing too in-depth. And then, you know, after Lance's, I come back and, you know, the people I trained with at Rips can, they can already see a difference in, you know, my mannerisms and how I can, you know, carry myself through a match and stuff. So it definitely benefited me greatly to go to Calgary and now I have, you know, the skill set available to to wrestle and to uh, get through a match and really put on a show for people that really want to see me wrestle. And I think it comes down to those people that really want to see me wrestle. It's not going to matter so much whether I'm at that Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes level. I think they, they realize that I wasn't brought up in the business, so I'm not going to be as good as them right off the bat. But I think with enough hard work and dedication, I can get there. Yeah, and you and you mentioned how you know you you're getting back into wrestling and you're like binge watching everything. You, I'm sure that you you know watch all the stuff that your dad did, um, in the '90s, and like it's a completely different. Like a lot of people would say the Attitude Era was the golden era of professional wrestling, and I actually would agree. Um, but you look back and the stuff that they got away with back then is completely different from how wrestling business works now. Is there is there a lot that you can learn like? character-wise, like, outside of the ring from those videos? Because obviously, I mean, you can use some of his same moveset and you can, you know, make it your own how a lot of, you know, second-generation wrestlers do it. But, like, is there something from his character and, like, the stuff he was doing back then that you think that you could hone in on? Yeah, I think I I learned a lot of lessons from um, my father's career, especially reading the recent book that was written about him. And and a lot of that is just, is being unpredictable and being able to be controversial. You know, a lot of people are too afraid, especially in today's world. They're afraid to be controversial. They're afraid to be on the other side of the coin or whether it's on the other side of history or whatever. It's, but it's those, it's those controversies that draw people. It's those controversies that incite emotion. And I don't think there's any one particular style that I need to study and try to mimic. I think if I can just, you know, follow the, that same trend of, being being different and uh, really standing out, whether it's outside the ring in my in my promo work or whether it's in the ring doing innovative and new creative things. Because my father was not only an innovator in his you know in his later promos, but also in his early ring work. A lot of people will tell you that. So it's really just that theme and that lesson to be learned is that this is an art, and what stands out, what's the most different, is what's going to be remembered. Yeah, and and and. Is it was it weird for you when Stone Cold Steve Austin tried to break into your house <laughs> and murder your father? Was that was that a weird experience as a child? That's actually the most asked question that I get asked <laughs> on podcast. So I'm glad it finally came up, and my answer is always the same. We, uh, me and my little sister, or she's older sister, rather, but I'm remembering her as a child, so I said little sister. But uh, yeah, me and my older sister, we actually. Didn't know what was going on until we heard some glass breaking, and that's when the crew, I guess the camera crew or whoever, realized, oh, we got to protect these kids. So, you know, 
they rushed up there and made sure we didn't go downstairs and stuff and ruin ruin what was the magic that was happening downstairs. So, <laughs> but yeah, I guess they forgot we were up there and they just went ahead and started breaking shit and <laughs> out and freaked out. And, but, you know, I survived through it, and Stone Cold didn't kill me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, thankfully, thankfully your dad had armed himself yeah. for this uh, situation yeah. to protect that, his family. That, that, that's that First Amendment. You got to right. protect that amendment. He is, of course, Brian Pillman Jr. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, Brian, there's a couple of things. One, is there ever well, – let me go here first. Your father was very connected to the Hart family, um, famously a, a part of the Hart Foundation, despite not being related in any way to the uh, Hart family. H- have you had any, you know, contact with them? Have you? I know that you were working with Lance Storm, but have you had any contact with them at all, considering how close your father was with them? Yeah, so I got to hang out with the Hearts when I was up in Calgary a couple of times and uh, watched a pay per view, a couple, a couple pay per views with them. Uh, went over to their house and, you know, got to meet their dogs, their family, whatever, Bruce Hart's house. Um, I didn't get the chance to meet Brett while I was up there, but I did get to hang out with uh, Harry Smith on a couple yeah. of occasions as well. So being in Calgary, there was a lot of uh, a lot of history up there, a lot of people that my dad had past relationships with that I could really connect with. And, of course, everyone has their, their advice that they wanted to share with me and, and they really wanted me to do well, and that, that's that's the cool thing about wrestling is you know I really grew up, for lack of a better you know phrase, I didn't have a family right. So now that I'm getting back into wrestling, it's like I have a family again. So it's truly a blessing to have all these people, and and he really was very very close with so many people because my dad wasn't one of those people that you know you were just indifferent about. You either really loved him. Or you hated him, and I think for all the people, all that, really people loved, that really loved him, they really reach out to me, and they they want to help me succeed. So at this point in my my career, I just got to keep my ears open. You know, I don't have yeah. I don't have any reason to uh, you know talk over anybody or offer my own insights because right now I'm just a student, and I just need to uh, listen and pay attention to all these veterans that are that are in my corner and really pushing for me to succeed. You know, obviously, you're you're just starting out here. You're you're still learning everything, but you know, at some point, you are Brian Pillman Jr. People are going to constantly be comparing you to your dad, and that's going to be something that's going to be impossible because no one compared to your dad. Even the greats were very different from the way your dad was great. How are you going to balance out the fact that you know you are a Pillman versus you want to be your own man? Yeah, so I, I definitely try not to study my, like, I watched my dad, I used to watch my dad's matches for, like, you know, entertainment value and, you know, look back on him, but I definitely try not to study his things because when it does come down to the comparison factor, I don't want, I don't want us to be the same exact style of wrestler. Uh, I've definitely seen a lot of his matches where I'm like, okay, that's not really me, but I could maybe use a little bit of that, you know, throw a little bit of that spice in there. But um, it's really hard because, you know, the way Lance put it to me was that it's, you know, it's just going to be harder on me when it comes to when it comes to those expectations, because even though my father was great because he passed, you know, at the time at such a young age, you know, he never really had that that uh, that career that kind of slowly tapered off. He just kind of he was there and then he wasn't. So people remember him as a higher you know, in higher regards than they maybe would have had he not died, right? So 
you know, say he was an eight and a half out of 10, people remember him as a 10 and a half out of 10. So it's almost impossible to surpass, you know, a yeah. legendary uh, accomplishment like he was. And so that, that, that creates a challenge in and of itself. And my goal is to simply be, be different in style and in character. But I think I have a lot of the same um, natural character talents that my father had. I think I have the ability to express myself and my charisma and my emotion. I think I can, I can get emotional uh, connections with the crowd. I'm not afraid to do that. And um, yeah, I just, you know, he named me Brian, so I don't have any choice. I, I could have <laughs> tried many people as well, you know, the expectations, you better use a different name or you better wrestle under a hood. And, you know, I ran through uh, probably a hundred different names that I might wrestle under and nothing felt right. Nothing had that ring to it. Just like, you know, whether, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. or Brian Pillman the second. It's like I've been Brian Pillman since the day I was born, and nobody can take that from me. So people can offer their their insights and their advice all they want, but at the end of the day, if you find me wrestling on a card, it's going to be as Brian Pillman. So um, I'm sorry to disappoint all the people that had some ideas for me to go <laughs> elsewhere, but I'm honestly not uh, worried about the expectations because I've got nothing to lose from wrestling. Like I said, I didn't grow up in the business. I went to college. I can go back and get a job if I need to. I have absolutely nothing to lose. Um, I've lost so much just yeah. growing up. You know what I mean? I lost my father at a young age. It's like, what else What else can, can this business take from me? Honestly, it can't take anything. So people can bury my career all they want. You know, they could say, oh, I'll never live up to the hype, or maybe I'm not that good. I don't deserve the hype, or, you know, I don't deserve all the opportunities I'm given. But at the end of the day, you know, I didn't deserve to grow up starving and without a dad either. So, um, yep. before I get too, you know, passionate and heated on here, I'll just say that, uh, I'm going to give it everything I've gotten. Haters don't really phase me and I'm going to try and be the best I can be, whether that's, whether that's on the level of Randy or Cody, I don't know if I'll ever reach that level, but I will reach a level one day and no matter what level that is, I'll be proud. And I think my dad will be proud too. So that's all I have to say about that. I can dig it. I think it's awesome. I, I just wanted to wrap with two things real quick. Um, I, I know, obviously, everybody knows your dad had a, had a heart issue. Um, I, I guess from a medical aspect, is it something that you've had concerns about, you know, your your heart and something that, that you've had checked out and everything good there? Yeah, I think they checked me out when I was really young, like when I was a baby. I think that was one of the first things my dad wanted to uh, get taken care of. You know, I think he had a lot of – I think he had big plans for me especially giving me his name. I'd imagine someone like him that was so invested and so passionate about the business, he definitely wanted me to be a wrestler. He definitely wanted me to uh, pursue this. So I think if there was anything, because I think he knew about his he knew about his dad's heart thing. So he was like, if there's anything that could go, that could go wrong, we're going to get everything checked out. Or it might've been after he passed. I don't know, but I definitely, my family definitely, if they did one thing right, <laughs> they got me checked out when Good. I was young. So Great. Wonderful. Definitely have, completely fine and healthy heart and you know i'm not on any shit and stuff so i'm blessed with a really good body that i don't need to uh take anything supplemental outside of you know eating chicken and stuff so <laughs> I look pretty good. i'm proud of my look and and i think others are pretty impressed by it so and then the last one i had for you have you like heard in any way from the wwe at all i mean i'm i'm, I'm not just talking about now as as you're getting into wrestling but you know, con considering you're the son of, of one of the more iconic performers, um, have you had any contact, any relationship at all with anybody connected with WWE? 
Uh, yeah, I definitely have. And whether it's, you know, producers or, or, you know, you know, Regal or just people that like are in the business now that like, obviously if, if I'm talking to a wrestler that's no longer working there, that's not as big of, okay. Right. You know? But I've definitely talked to people that are within the company, but the way I look at it is I'm not, it's not my job to, um, to go out and look for a free ride. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to look for a free ticket into the performance center. And Lance, Lance put it, put it for me pretty good. He said, he said, you've got, you've been training now. He's like, you need to start wrestling and showing that dedication. He said, you've got the name. He's like, they'll come to you if they're interested. You know, he said, go out there on the Indies and, you know, give it everything you got and keep training. You know, he's like, never stop. He said, it's a 24 seven job. You know, if you don't got a booking then you're, you know, you're training, you're in the gym. So luckily I'm blessed with the opportunity to have a lot of bookings coming up and a lot of, a lot of experience. And I'll get to work with some more experienced guys because, you know, a lot of promoters want to see me do and put on a good show for them. So they're putting me with some pretty, some pretty good guys. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to follow Lance's advice on that one and just, just wrestle my ass off on the indies and stuff because the indies, you can learn a lot, a lot than you would, you know, being all cooped up in the performance center where, you know, you're surrounded on all sides by walls where on the indie scene, you know, you're traveling, you're hitting different parts of the world. You know, it might be possible for me to go to Japan and get that experience too. And, and in a way, it helps if, if the WWE is interested in me. In this way, I can train and get better without them having to uh, foster that and without them having to facilitate that. So in a way, it benefits them as well. That if I'm putting, if, if I show that I'm putting in the effort, and I'm putting in the money and the hours and the travel yep. into getting better, then you know it, it benefits everybody that way. Awesome, awesome, uh, dude. We're rooting for you. Um, I, it's incredible to to hear you and your story and uh, everything that you've been through. It, it's just awesome. I know it's at Flying Brian Jr. On uh, Twitter and Flying Brian Forty One on Instagram. Is there anything else that we can plug for you, man? Um, that's about it. That's uh, I ran out of room on my Facebook page for friend requests. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully one day you'll have to. People have to come like I you. To, yeah, I hope to accept everybody. And yeah, then, right. Hey, uh, Brian, seriously, uh, awesome chatting with you. And uh, this is a hotbed in our area for independent wrestling and promotions. And so I have no doubt that at some point we're going to be seeing you coming this way for an event. And when you do, we'd love to have you back on. I'll I'll be out there. I'm I'm pretty hungry and I'm eager to perform. You know, I know I like Friday or Saturday was my first match and I wasn't even booked on the show. And I just kind of messaged the guy last minute. I was like, look, I ain't got time. You know, I got to. I gotta get out there and wrestle. So that's cool. really eager. Very hungry, but very humble. You know, that's my that's the motto my football coach used to always say. You know, stay hungry, but stay humble. Uh, we we didn't even ask. How did that match go? What what did you think oh, about yeah, that match? Point, right? Yeah, we should do that. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, I, <laughs> I had my first match. You know, I've, I've had other matches. I'll quote unquote them as dark matches because I didn't use my you know my name. I just kind of had a gimmick name for a while just to get some experience, but uh, I had my first match as Brian Tillman the second. You know, I'm not using the junior surname because legally I'm not a junior, and I think the okay. second has a, a nice ring to it, and it, it's kind of different than what you see yeah. everywhere. And uh, But, yeah, I, I wrestled a young man named Jonathan Wolf, very talented. He's only 18 years old, but he's wrestled three times as long as me. He's wrestled like three and a half years. So I got in a ring with somebody who was, in my league and experienced and it was a, you know, he's a very indie style worker. So I got to experience for the first time that sort of that indie style. And it was really fun. I had a lot of fun. I 
there was a manager involved in the match. His name's Jason Saint. And we had a little spot with the manager, which was cool because I'd never done that before. And uh, I went over with, with my German suplex that I'm trying to perfect right now. It's, you know, it's not exactly where I want it to be. It's a, it's a move that I think takes a lot more uh, precision and skill than I had anticipated. But yeah. like anything, when I, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to make the German my uh, preferred go-to move right now, along with my drop kick and, and others. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I went over with the German, and it was a great match. Uh, I'm not going to say any more because, you know, that's all there is to it. I, I, you know, I think it was a good match. Obviously, I'm my biggest critic, so going back to the locker room, I, I had a number of, you know, mistakes in my head and things I want to correct for the next match. But as far as the crowd reaction and, you know, how people in the locker room felt about it, they felt it was a generally uh, pretty good match and we had the crowd. So that's all that matters is the crowd comes out and the crowd has a good time. That's, that's what counts. And that's no what brings you value as a wrestler, in my yep. opinion. So no doubt. That's awesome, man. Hey, Brian, thank you for taking the time for us and, and, and best of luck to you moving forward. Can't wait to chat with you again. No, it was a pleasure. I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the next, uh, interview. Wow. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Really, really cool conversation with Brian Pillman Jr. And I didn't realize it was like that. I, I dude, you know, I mean, his life growing up. Well, and that's why I mean, it's so different than any other. Yeah. You know, like that's what I, I yeah. kept coming back to is it like, and he, he talked about it, you can't compare it to Cody. You can't compare it to, you know, Ted DiBiase Jr. You grew can't, up in good positions and around the business constantly. It's a completely yeah. different situation for for him, and it's. It's fascinating. Uh, easy to root for that dude oh, you know, yeah. after listening yeah. to that. I mean, easy to say, God, you really want that guy to succeed. And, and you can tell, you know, there there are wrestling. It's not the same mic skills versus interview skills. That kid's going to be good on the mic. Yeah, no question. No question. Great stuff. All right, uh, before we get out of here, Aaron, uh, give us uh, give us a quick uh, thumbnail. Obviously, a massive event coming up. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably actually by the time you're listening to this, you may have already watched it. Yeah, that's you, a great may, point. you you may not have. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is this week. It seems like it might be the biggest Wrestle Kingdom ever as far as attendance goes. Uh, certainly, as far as worldwide just notice of it. I've been invited to two Wrestle Kingdom parties. I've never been invited to a Wrestle Kingdom party in my life. So you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just a fact. Like Wrestle Kingdom is relevant, more relevant than it ever has been before. For. Of course, there's the well, amazing. Yeah, there's a right. There, there, there's this slight match. You may have heard yeah. of him. Uh, Chris Jericho is on the card, which which definitely helps. Yeah, yeah he, he's this guy. You know, up and comer. It's his first match in uh, New Japan in quite a uh, while. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> you know, he. I don't know. Yeah. Omega might be able to. You carry think he him. has it. O- Omega <laughs> might be able to carry him to a decent match. I don't do you know think, for do sure. Do you think he has it <laughs> or not? I don't know. It, I don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll have I don't to know. see. I don't know. That's I mean, I, I do problem. remember I there, 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 there was <laughs> this there, there there was this guy in New Japan like 25 years ago named Lionheart. We'll we'll see exactly. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how I don't he know reminds this guy's him. Gimmick infringement. Yeah, yeah gimmick infringement. Uh, I will say this: I don't think that match is going to go the way people expect it to go. People are okay. expecting like the the Kenny Omega kind of high flying, fast paced match. I expect this to be a a grinded out almost brawl. A brawl. I expect almost to them kind of to be doing a metaphorical middle finger to Jim Cornette the entire time. Okay. Just like saying, oh, you don't think I can wrestle this style? You know what? We, we can take this match. We can do a blood feud on the, in the territory days and kind yeah. of do that. That's kind of the way I expect it to go. It'll be a great match, but I'm really curious to see exactly how it goes. 
Um, and it's not even the main event. The main event's Okada and Naito for the title, which is, of course, gonna be, I mean, when I say awesome, it, there are five matches, five or six matches on this card. Kota Bushi and Cody. Okay, uh, Bushi Cody might be like the fifth best match on this card. You have Tanahashi and Jay White for the IC title. You have Skrull. Where are you going to watch it? Uh, I'm going to be, well, assuming it doesn't snow ridiculously, I'm um, our buddy Terry, who uh, we're sitting with for WrestleMania, is having a party up in uh, Perry Hall. So uh, that's where I'm going, as long as it doesn't snow and ruin our lives here. Well, yeah, the polar bomb or polar, whatever the hell this thing is. Yeah, nuclear right? no explosion of death no and destruction, as long as no one else put, presses a button beforehand or anything. <laughs> Dude, you know? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a little too real. A little too real. <laughs> But uh, go get a scroll, uh, Takahashi, Kushida, and Osprey in a four-way match, which doesn't no, happen I'd... in New Japan. They do not have multi-man matches outside of tag matches, so this is kind of a rare thing. And it's four of the best, possibly four of four, the four best light heavyweights in the world uh, going at it. So, yeah, Suzuki Goto, you got uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., we just mentioned him, yeah, right. and Lance Archer defending their titles against Evil and Sonata. You got uh, the Young Bucks against Rapongi 3K. It, it, it's just a ridiculous card top to bottom. It's going to be seven hours of the best wrestling. If you are a, if you watch wrestling for the wrestling, you should probably be watching this. I've heard yeah. somebody say that to me before. I watch Wrestle Kingdom. I, I've heard <laughs> somebody say that before. I, I, I've watched the last three Wrestle Kingdoms. That's cool. All right, let's get the plugs in. Uh, AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, Francis Sports Academy and Frank. Yeah, so uh, tonight I will be on com, uh, NBC Sports Washington. I keep going to. I don't know Com-Cast if anybody's going to heard this by then. But I know. Yeah, uh, but just so um, you know, you can check the files. Um, there's definitely going to be you know video footage of me doing this on my Twitter because every time I go to the, one of these shows, I get a hilarious one-liner. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I got. I'm getting ready to go down to Orlando, so I'm gonna be training down there. Um, I got some music stuff lined up, um, about to try to, um, do some shows. I'm gonna do a show in Atlanta. I'm gonna do a show in Cali. Um, so, you know, I got that lined up. Um, the football season just ended, so I'm just relaxing right now, trying to get my body back together. Um, it's crazy that like playing in sub-zero temperatures, like, like ruins your body. It's crazy how that works. Yeah, it's weird. Real weird. It's really crazy how that works. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, being the same on me, you can follow me on Instagram and, um, Twitter, all social media at AJ Francis 410. That's AJ Francis 410. Awesome. And check out the video for, uh, Uh, yeah. And I just dropped, I forgot. I just dropped a music video for, uh, HTTR, which is, uh, a song off my album OTA. Yep. Um, and the video is crazy. It's actually an amazing video. It's probably of all the videos that I have. It's probably my favorite one. Awesome. Um, it's dope. So yeah, go to my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com uh, slash AJ Francis four one zero. Very good, Aaron. You're on Twitter at the Aoster Show. Jobbing out show. Email jobbing out show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Uh, I'll be doing some Wrestle Kingdom stuff. I might be talking. Uh, I just got the email right now. We tried to get Josh Barnett for the show this week. Apparently, he's not going to be available till tonight so i might talk to him anyways and right. put it up in baltimore sun so keep your eye out for that very good i'm at glenn clark radio glennclarkradio.com thanks again to shane swerve strickland thanks also today to brian pillman jr appreciate both of them taking the time for us the second uh right sorry brian pillman the second I, it's my my fault he does go by flying brian jr on twitter let's just keep yeah. that in mind, no he doesn't so. it says flying brian the second no it's his tag but, but it's the, at the handle the is handle yeah so i'm not out of line here. Let's settle down over there. Thanks uh, for on behalf of Aaron and of course the main event. Vent, 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 vent.
AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. God damn it. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben Chopping Out. Jimmy!